Put your two hands on the hurl podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to the 13th edition of uh, the Two Hands in the Hurl podcast. Uh, it's good to be here. I'm your host for today. Uh, so I'm Liam, if this is your first time to tune in. And today I am joined by uh, two, uh, two guys. We're still missing one for some reason. Haven't heard from him. But uh, the first guy up is the granddad at heart, uh, TJ. How are you getting on, bud? Well, Liam, how's things? As long as I'm not granddad in theory, that's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> just uh, as you said, you're actually just queuing up the next one. It's the granddad by age. It's Robbie. <laughs> How are you going on, Rob? <laughs> We're like practically the same age. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> you... Seriously. There's a difference. Uh, 86, 87, big difference. <laughs> 86, what a year. What a year. What a year to be alive. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. That's a good it's kind of going to be. Is it going to be a spooky podcast? Thirteenth uh, podcast, and it's uh, nearly Halloween, lads. Well, there's there's one topic here that fucking that scares me, and uh, I don't know how one of you could say it, but uh, we will leave that for later on. Um, yeah, I don't. I, that's just just hurts my brain. Hurts my brain. That wouldn't be hard to be fair. I see. No, no, no. I see. Scary thing about this podcast be how bad we be. I say that. Yeah. Do you know what's pretty scary, actually? And it's bringing us into the first topic is Ireland facing Ireland facing France um, oh. at the weekend. Uh, that's, a, that's a scary prospect. We have to win. Uh, have to win. Um, I think we need bonus that, uh, that bonus point victory. That's, is, like, the bonus point is just to make it absolute certain isn't it? And then, like, if we don't get that, it's um, once other results go our way, isn't it? But I think, like, England are playing Italy, so other results aren't going to go our way. Um, so, what do you think, Rob? What's the story there? Well, I think England are going to get a nailed-on bonus point against Italy, so we're definitely going to need four tries. Yeah. And the W to bring home the trophy, you know what I'm saying? Not saying... Do you think? Uh, do you think we can put it up against France? Though, I think we can put up four tries against France. I think we can. Like, if we kind of, like, I suppose, like we're playing last, and England are gonna absolutely annihilate Italy, as I was saying. So, like, we, we know we're gonna have to go in there and put up a big score. So, I'm hoping they're gonna bring, you know, some of the bit of uh, bit of flair they had last weekend, and kind of just really take the game to France. And France are like, so they're kind of going for it as well. Like, they're kind of. Um, if they get a bonus point win, depends on like points difference. It's probably like they'll have to actually hammer us to win. So they're going to be going out to try and score some tries as well. Yeah. So it could be a bit of a try fest. So that could play into Ireland's hands. It would be a little bit safer than France would be, I'd say. So I still I think know, England are did, <laughs> did, uh, did either of you see uh, France playing Wales there last weekend? I know it was only like a, a friendly or a test match, like, but. Did you see it, Tej, or yeah, what do you think of Ireland actually going to play France in France? I didn't see the French Welsh match now, um, but just in regard to going to Paris to face France, I I think they I think they could be a great opportunity compared to playing other teams. That might seem funny, but any of the games that Ireland played France were nearly always high score. Um, I don't think there were anyone that wasn't, I say, below 28, 30 points on either side, kind of way. Um, that, so, and then, I mean, the Farm Ireland were in last week. I know it was a shame conceding the last try to Italy, but, um, I mean, the debutant scoring, what was it, four, four or five out of the seven tries. Um, it, it's kind of exciting, and it's building up that, like was said, I wouldn't say the Irish team would be really watching the England Italy match. I, I I could be completely wrong in it. I say Andy Farrell will just kind of just have him focusing on the French game, but I say they will be. I say they will be kind of leads going into the camp saying here how the game went and that. But I'd be more positive than I was earlier in the year. I won't lie, I'd be more positive. Um, I think they're. 
they're showing a different dynamic than they did earlier in the Six Nations. And, I mean, they're after digging it out a few times. So, yeah, I'd be positive going over. You're both, uh, you're both coming off very positive. And uh, to be honest, boys, I, I don't think... I don't think we're going to get it. I think we like we might get that uh, fourth try, but I think France are going to be too sharp for us. Uh, like I know Andy Farrell has had, you know, how many months now to build in, but he hasn't been able to have kind of any games there, which might bring up that like you need that match sharpness. Um, and like I know Italy is it, it is a game, but it's not a good kind of test, if you know what I mean. And it's not to take anything away from Italy because they are they are really improving. Like, uh, you know, like gone are the days of going out and expecting a massive win over Italy. You know, it's always Italy put it up to you for the first 40, 50 minutes and then they might die off. Um, but to be honest, boys, I'm not, I'm not 100% uh, optimistic about going over to Paris and getting a result. I can't just... With Jeline, but one thing I would say is if it was say 10 years ago you'd be saying here Ireland having the whole Ireland kind of Fran- Ireland is kind of France's banana skin lately I mean the past if you look at was it was it last year or two it was two years ago sorry uh, Jonathan Sexton got the last minute drop goal and France should have won that match they really should have so I, yeah, there'd be always the fear that we're on about the kind of the overhy- overhype of Ireland teams going into big games before, but I think France would be more scared of us than we'd be scared of them now, compared to, say, a few years ago where you'd be scared of a, being at the end of a mall into France. I hope I'm, I hope I'm <laughs> not wrong, but um, I think... I think, you're com- I think you're completely wrong, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> But don't forget, uh, Scotland bet France. So, like, you know, we were better in Scotland. Like, come on. Yeah, but then France beat Wales last weekend and kind of Ireland-Wales would be in around level of power. So that's what has me... Uh, I bit. think, though, because England have... They've got 20... Or we've got 23 points, like, score difference on yeah. England. So, like, they're going to, like, blow that out of war. You know, they're going to be fucking Italy by 40 points. Yeah, you don't want it to come down to points difference. Like you want to be able to put that four try victory up on France. But I I can't see it coming out our way, boys. But if you look at it, if if you just had a situation that players play, I mean if you look at it, Keenan or I'm hope I'm getting the name right, Keenan made the debut last week. I mean, he got three tries. One of them was um disallowed. But, I mean, if you have a young player going over like that with no fear, it could be the likes of a Brian O'Driscoll that you could have a player going in easily for two or three tries. And that is some boost straight away. Like I, I say it all depends on the start. If Ireland are able to go uh, 10 points up in the first 15, 20 minutes, I say things would be kind of looking good. And if they could, if they could nick another try then, it's wide open then for the second half. But yeah, I can't disagree with you in the sense means there's always a fear there. But I think we have to be positive going over kind of way. Compared to other years, I think we'd be, compared to the way England dismantled us earlier in the year, I think we're in a better place than we were then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Tate. I'm going to be honest with I'm going to fucking move on here before we fucking sit down and waste an hour here chatting about uh, Ireland playing France and uh, England hammering Italy. So uh, we might be on to the next topic. Next uh, topic? Topic? Fuck's a topic. Topic. Next topic. Smooth. Smooth name. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth operator. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one up. Uh, the Premier League. Uh, so the weekend games gone are coming. Whatever the fuck you want to talk about there, lads. Uh, <laughs> TJ, I might sit back here and let you uh, let you take it away. And before we get going, no talk about Van Dyke's injury, all right? Let's just play through that. You brought it up, man. <laughs> take it away. Take, take it away. TJ, if you bring it up, 
if you bring it up, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a TJ on it. I'm going to boot you from the chat. <laughs> Are there any, any, any other rules you're putting in place before I speak? No, no, no. That's, that's, that's the only one. I wasn't even thinking of the Van Dyke Indy. Um, there are actually two, not doing Steve Staunton on it, but there are two banana skins in the Premier League. I mean, uh, Sheffield, Man City playing Sheffield United. I know they're not going too great, but either are Man City. So I say that could be. And then Liverpool, Liverpool playing West Ham as well. Two sticky ties there, being honest. I Do you know... Do you know why the Liverpool game could be a bit uh, tricky for <laughs> the West Ham? No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention it at all. I'm not okay, going to mention okay. it. Okay. Do you know why the West Ham game could be tricky for Liverpool? Why? Because they've only got one first choice choice uh, central defender left <laughs> for some reason. So that could be a tricky game for uh, for Liverpool. I'm actually going to leave it here at that because there are too many rules that have been put in. It's, it's not- the only rule. It's the only rule. Who else is playing, lads? Or who else has played? Uh, Burnley or Chelsea are playing Burnley. I think that should be that should be three points for Chelsea straight away. Um, Man United Arsenal. Yeah, I, that's a that's a sticky one. I mean, it's hard to. I say that could be another nil all. Being honest, I say it could because if. Um, Manchester United in the Premier League are just they're like tame dogs. I mean in the if it was the Champions League or something. But I say that could be a nil all game. Honestly, I do. I think the game of the weekend, funny enough, could be Everton Newcastle. I think yeah. it could be a good game. Yeah. Everton be disappointed from last weekend. I say that could be a real game. Now being honest. Um, but yeah, I say, I say that looking at the fixtures, I say Manchester United Arsenal could be nearly like a dead rubber. I I can't see many goals in that. I say Newcastle. It's going to be an absolute goal fest, I'd say. <laughs> I hope goals flying in everywhere. <laughs> it might sound funny for me to say, hopefully for Arsenal. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I say, I say, it, it looks like we're disagreeing on it. I say Everton Newcastle could be a great game, and I think Robbie's saying Manchester United Arsenal. Um, but I think it's you know it's a kind of it's a big enough game. I think it's probably game of the weekend. I know like Newcastle Everton, this was Everton are are leading, and Newcastle like they're kind of a bit of a random team, so that could end up being like a a bit of a thriller. Uh, but say definitely the game of the weekend is United Arsenal. Yeah. It, nah, nah. Game of the weekend, nah. boys. Wolves, Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> it took them that long to Google who the Wolves were playing. Yeah, I have it sitting here in front of me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> he had to close. Uh, he had to close down all the tabs from before the podcast. So I say that. <laughs> And Leeds are playing Leicester as well. That should be a good game. Yeah, no, that could be a brilliant one. I mean, Bamford scoring, thank God for the fancy Premier League, is after bringing me up a bit. I mean, Bamford yeah. scoring three goals there last weekend. I mean, that could be a brilliant game now. Leicester don't... He's in my team as well, Bamford as well. Yeah, I know. It's not going off topic, but that fancy Premier League, if I could just... I want to quit it, but on principle, I... <laughs> I Got to keep going. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're 20 points saying you just have to keep going. At his early days, yeah, TJ. It is, but when you play your wild card in the second week, like I mean, that's that's enough. And then you're going into, you're eating into, you only have a couple of free transfers, and then you have to sign another one. So you're dropping points straight away, like dropping four points. It's nah. I just I stick to the fan. Hey. Hurling, fancy hurling. Actually, um, it's stick to watching all, right? Exactly, exactly. Try and pick up a few points this weekend, in it? Um, and that's fancy.ie for anyone that doesn't know. Speaking of this weekend, boys, Robbie, you're saying there's no Dublin versus Kilkenny, so I can't watch Kilkenny hammer Dublin. 
What's the well, story it's here? On, it's on GA Go, and I don't think you're going to be uh, watching Kilkenny hammer anyone. It's going to be a bit of a, a nightmare for <laughs> Kilkenny. <laughs> the old cats are going to be uh, going to be run out of town. They're going to be bet out the gate there. <laughs> nah, Rob. Careful now. Careful. You're lucky you're uh, locked away down in uh, Stony for there, and I can't get to you. Well, well, don't uh, lose. I'm not going to be on the podcast next week because it's just going to be too. <laughs> well, would you believe this? Unfortunate for Robbie, I only live up the road from him, so he's in trouble anyway. <laughs> trouble either way. <laughs> just speaking about that, I think it's absolutely shocking that the Kilkenny Dublin game isn't on television somewhere. I mean, it's you could say one of the games of the weekend. I know Galway Wexford. Um, and Tipperary Limerick on Sunday would be a great game. But I think that would be the real game to watch. I mean, they're never really much between the sides in recent years. And for to go on to GA goal, who I'd actually think of is people that wouldn't be computer savvy um, to show one semi-final on television and not show the, the other one. I mean, I know there's a lot of games on Cork Watford on Sky, Galway, Wexford on RTE, but Saturday I think Kilkenny Dublin should have been utilised what's there, we're in the middle of a a pandemic where people can't go to games put it on the television put it, I mean, I know the GA goes a great thing, but for people that have been following games all the years that might be computer savvy, they can't have people around to their house to set it up for him to watch, put it on television. That's my rant over anyway for this week. Get the petition going. <laughs> At not so the Lancer, the Lancer hurling championships after coming along a lot, like in the last few years, like Wexford have kind of come back up to a good level, and obviously Galway coming in and Dublin are kind of they're not great, but they're they're trying hard anyway. But like it's kind of especially last year it was kind of with the uh, Galway get eliminated in the round robin, like. Leinster hurling is kind of holding its own uh, to Munster, do you think? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, the re-emergence of Wexford is terrific for the game. I mean, Dublin, like I was saying, they're always a sticky team to play since Anthony Daly was there. And would you believe if the game was anywhere else, Barcroft Park, I'd, I could say that I'd, be, I'd kind of be fearing as a Kilkenny supporter, you'd be saying here, their memories of playing them in Port Leash a few years ago, they caught us. And But I think, actually the funny thing about it, and I don't mean to waffle on too much, is I never heard it as quite coming out in Kilkenny camp. Uh, usually you'd hear, you'd be chanting to people and you'd be hearing leaks out from training or something through the media or something, but there's absolutely nothing. Um, so whether that's a good thing or not, it could be that it's a new thing that I mean you'd be hearing sorry, you'd be hearing an awful lot more. Fucking spit it out, TJ, would you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. You mean I'm on <laughs> deep breath, man. Deep breath. I was about to cough Lean. I was about to cough. <laughs> <laughs> what I, what I was going to say was you would have heard an awful lot more about what was going on in the Limerick camp likes the Tipperary and that there's nothing coming out of the Kilkenny camp. Now I'm finished me. I held back the cough and I was able to get Thank, Thanks TJ. Thank you very much. Um yeah I just didn't want to hear another fucking two minutes of um but uh this is uh <laughs> yeah, you got there in the end. You got there in the end man. <laughs> uh yeah just to bring it back right just to this direct topic. Do we think it's a disgrace that Dublin v Kilkenny is not because we're from those two places and we are that bit biased? Or do we think it's a disgrace because it's a disgrace? TJ, I'm going to keep you quiet for a second. We'll let you get that cough out. Robbie, take it away. Well, I think probably on the on the whole of it, Galway Wexford is probably a bigger game. Like, it's probably going to get more views than, say... Uh, Dublin, Kilkenny. So that's probably where RTE are kind of coming from, where they're just picking that game to go on. So, yeah. But you know, realistically, they should be showing both the games. Like I suppose they're both of the uh, the Munster hurling championships are, are semi finals are on. I think one's on Sky, 
um, which is kind of not great either for probably a lot of people who probably don't have Sky either, but uh, at least it's kind of on TV. It's more accessible for people um, where you can get it on like Now TV or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think like if you haven't uh, the one, one semi-final on TV, you should probably have the other one on as well. Like it'd be a good double header for RT. Like. Yeah. It'd be like, you think as well, like there's not much, there's basically nothing else going on. So like the, they should have been able to schedule it and have, say, one match on at five and then the next match on at seven. You know, you think that's the way they could have done it, but, like, for some reason, they're not going to do it. And is the Galway-Wexford game going to clash with Ireland and France? It can clash all at once. I'll watch Ireland and France. <laughs> I know you will. I know you will, though, for, like, like from, a viewer, from a viewership point of view, like, Say, are RTE going to get like any views at all? But most people are probably going to watch uh, Ireland France anyway. So it's a bit of a bit of a mistake from on their part. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, like they're both big games. Like, so it's kind of down to whichever you're more a fan of following is what you're going to watch. Now you could do my housemate on it, and uh, there's two matches. Two matches on the other night. He had one match on his laptop. He's laying off on the couch, he had that up on like the little coffee table, and then he had um the other match on in the telly. So like he was watching the two of them. Yeah. If you're tech savvy, there's an option for you, lads. Well on Saturday night what I'm gonna have on, I'm gonna have probably the Six Nations on the TV, I'm gonna have the the hurling on my phone, I'm gonna have Netflix on the computer for the kids. So it'll be triple screen and the shit. Nice, nice. That's that's how it's done. That's how it's done, baby. TJ, I'm going to let you come in across. What time do you think, uh, or what game do you think you'll watch? Uh, I say I watch, I say I'd have three screens set up, being honest. Um, just taken from the point there about not being able to show games. Um, like the Galway Wexford games on at a quarter past six, the Kenny Dublin ones on at a quarter to four, both in the same venue. So it isn't like they're different venues. Just a comparison. Yeah. The Six Nations games will all be, you could say, live. Um, now, I'm not sure what way, like Virgin Media had the right, so I say the three games will be spread out across the day on the channels there. So, I mean, they are an opportunity there. The difference is, which is funny as well, is I say it's a revenue point of view as well, because if you take the population of Dublin that would watch GEA, it costs a fiver to watch the game. So if you combine the total of, the, say, Dublin and Kilkenny, I say they will make a nice bit of money from it as well. Now, it could be completely wrong in saying it, but it's only one of the only games, say, in the Hurling, in the Leinster and the Munster, that has to be paid for compared to other. I mean, Sky are after um, putting it on Sky Sports Mix that anyone that has a basic Sky package will be able to watch. So there could be an avenue there for a revenue stream as well, especially when Dublin are going into it um, kind of in an equal footing in the sense that the game could go either way um, to a neutral. So i say there could be something behind it that way. Yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. And Tita, probably, that's probably the right way to think about it because the GAA ain't stupid. So they're uh, all about the money. Smart men, smart men. They're probably after losing a, uh, a buttload of money this year anyway, so they need to make yeah. it back some way. Yeah, they do, yeah. And like, as TJ put it there, um, making the Dubliners pay for the game, probably have the best kind of uh, fan base out there, so um, it's probably the smarter option. Well, probably the percentage of people that actually play Hurling and watch Hurling is probably quite low, so <laughs> they're probably not going to make millions around, but uh, I see your point, yeah. Population-wise, yeah, definitely they've got the most people. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So you could say we're first in that category, but uh, we're not that good in Ireland, though. Sorry. Yeah. That's that's why Kilkenny want to hammer you. No, no, <laughs> no. Yep. 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 Not having that fun. It's gonna be a long, uh, long trip home on the M9 for the Kilkenny bus. Sorry, lads. Ah <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Right. So before uh, Seth and Robbie take off in another. Heated argument and uh, yeah, we'll bet on. So, 
One of you uh, wanted to talk about our... Uh, basically, this could be our top trumps for this week. Um, the US election. TJ, what way do you see it going? Because, to be honest, you may as well tell me because I haven't a fuck clue. Well, I'm scared to say anything. I won't lie to you. Um, like, going by opinion polls, Biden's well ahead. But, I mean, five days is... Or what's it, five days away? Four or five days away, it's a long time in politics. Um, I say Biden might shade it. I say Biden will definitely win the popular vote. Um, but, I mean, compared to, say, the Irish electoral system, there are two ways of getting elected in America. Hillary Clinton got the popular vote the last time, and Donald Trump won. I, f- I forget the other part of it. Um, Robbie might know. But Electoral college votes or something. So it's like, you know, they have all the southern states were given, like, they have a, say, like, if their state votes for Trump, then he gets more electoral college votes. Because, like, it, it doesn't come down to if you've got percentage of the population. It's if you, it's all about the state that you win. Yeah. Yeah. And being honest, I hope Biden wins. I hold my hands up straight away, even though I don't know what we're going to do for the podcast if he does, because we cancelled the top Trumps. But um, I think no matter what Donald Trump's, it's a win-win for Donald Trump, because he will drag this out. Unless he goes back completely in his words, he will drag it out. Like He already put a doubt out there that the postal, postal votes were rigged. So I say I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to the court, Biden win and Donald Trump would object unless he completely, well, unless he stays consistent that he goes back on everything he says. So that's been my opinion on it. Absolute businessman, isn't he? Oh, definitely. Deal's done. Um, One thing that could... I mean, get him a bit up in the polls is getting the the Supreme Court judge in. Um, I mean, that would be a real feather in this cap. But if, like, voters look at it, I mean, the rural parts of America that would have had been kind of, would have been relying on, say, industrial industries and that. I say say he could lose votes there. I mean, he was on about bringing back the steel industry and all of that. And looking at it, there is very little done in it. Now, the vast majority of Americans are richer since he came in. Can't take that away. But, I mean, there's an awful lot of promises he done that isn't, that isn't after being fulfilled. Like, I mean, the slogan about Mexico paying for the wall, that's after completely backtracking. Um, now, it could be a vote down to Obama care as well. I mean, he wanted rid of that, but he never came up with any proposal to counteract it. And so, and I mean, compared to Ireland, I mean, for healthcare over in America, unless you have healthcare or something like that, you're in water. So it could come down. Like the Americans see like, like we have the HSE, they see that as communism, essentially. <laughs> That's what, like, Donald Trump is, like, he's ever, ever talking about. It's, like, socialism, it's communism, having, like, you know, healthcare for poor people is communism. So, <laughs> that's what you're dealing with. Some man, huh? Somebody. <laughs> Somebody, huh? <laughs> did you actually watch the, uh, did you ever watch the Saturday Night, Night Live where they kind of take the piss out of people? Oh, it's brilliant. It's actually brilliant. They did one with, uh, Jim Carrey was Joe Biden and uh, Alec Baldwin was uh, Donald Trump. Now they just they just take them off so brilliantly. It'd be worth kind of checking out. It's on it's on YouTube. They did like two debates uh, with uh, the two two guys doing it, and it's very funny. So you should check it out. It's brilliant. Um, your one that you take off Kellyanne Conway was brilliant as well. It was just terrific. Like it's actually really good watch. Check it out. Check you think uh, Trump's going to win, Limo? Um, I haven't a fucking clue, lads. I ge- like, I genuinely haven't a fucking clue. And to be honest, couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, couldn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll look. Who do you think is going to win, lads? 
Robbie, who do you, who's going to win? I think Donald Trump's going to win, but he's going to he's going to win like the electrical college electoral college thing. So like the majority of people will vote for Biden, Bush. Yeah, and Trump will win. He'll win by some sort of technicality. Yeah, yeah. Tage, I I won't lie and I won't bluff. I I genuinely don't know. I hope Biden does, but I have a fear of Trump. Though. Um. But I, it won't be decided next week anyway. That's all I can say. All right. TJ with the inside view. Huh? <laughs> inside view, but he's still on the fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's one way to put it. Um, yeah, so boys, uh, last week we turned up the arc of uh, our Netflix um, kind of recommendations for the lockdown. And... Um, We've actually got a few people coming back to us with a few uh, kind of their recommendations and saying like, oh, this sounds cool and whatever. But like we did do a lot of rambling. So today we're going to put it down to kind of your top three. So your top three albums to listen to over the lockdown. Um, Robbie, you're an absolute music head. So I'm going to let you start off with this one. What's your top three? This this is like you know it's like choosing between children here like trying trying to uh, choose three <laughs> albums. <laughs> you have four you have four children but choose your top three. <laughs> choose my top three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know it's it's kind of hard but um are we going to like just like pick one album each so you go to me for one album and then go to TJ that way we're going to do it. Well, if you want, but uh, or I just give me my just, three. Just give me your three because I I don't have any prepared. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm gonna go go with uh, Dr. Dre, Chronic 2001, uh, brilliant album released in 1999. Uh, real good. Uh, some old school hip hop, not like the the trash that's beyond the radio and stuff these days. Uh, definitely 100% absolute fire album. Listen to it. It's like the kind of prerequisite for this sort of thing is that you can just hit the play button. And just let it play all the way through. And this is uh, definitely an album you can do that with. Okay, okay. I've wrote that down. Wrote that down. Dr. Dre, Chronic 2001. And there's uh, some good stuff with uh, M&M's on it as well. And just, yeah, there's like lots of people kind of featuring on it as well. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Nice, nice. And so then is, I that, go f- cool. is that your number one or your number three? Three. Three. All right, all right. Just so I have it hard, you know, just so I have it hard. <laughs> And then I'm going to completely change uh, genre of music. And I'm going to go with uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Nice. So trippy, definitely real, real trippy stuff. A lot of quality songs on there as well. It's a classic album. And uh, it's, again, it falls into the just hit play and just kind of sit back and listen. Perfect for your kind of awesome, kind of wintry, kind of lockdown evenings when you're nothing better to do. Uh, just hit play. And then my number one, again, kind of changing uh, genre again, is actually uh, by a guy called Chris Stapleton. I don't know if you ever heard me talk about him, Liam, but he's absolutely brilliant. I've seen him in the, the three arena. And uh, his first album is called Traveller. And it's it's just an absolute monster of an album. Loads of great songs on it. And uh, it's kind of a nice mix of kind of, uh, kind of soul and kind of country, kind of Americana uh, style music. So it's... Uh, and he's got he's got a great okay. beard as well. So he's got a savage beard. Okay. So okay. what's your name? Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. And he's actually a new album out in November, but uh, I wouldn't mention that because that'd be four albums. But uh, yeah, so he's he's got a beard. He's got a big cowboy hat, and uh, he's a cool guy all around. So definitely uh, check him out. Will do. TJ, have you uh, done a Robbie on it and actually prepared, or have you done a Liam on it and go flow? <laughs> I've done a lean on it because I hadn't I hadn't a clue this was coming up. Um, and you're the one that turned up all the topics. Well done, bud. <laughs> well done, pal. Well done, pal. Well done. I can tell you the three artists that I'm listening to at the moment. Okay. Do that, so I can't because I wouldn't be a big album listener. And the first one has to be Bruce Springsteen. I mean, he's just a legend. So any album, I mean, you could pick, you could listen to any song of any album and just say, here, he's genius. Like, um, 
plus he's there's he's half Irish as well, like you could say so. And the other two is Irish artists. Um, the next one is Dermot Kennedy. I saw him live last year with a group of friends, and it's just deadly. So I'm listening. Um, I'm actually listening to him on Spotify, and I had the album in the car, but I can't think of the name of the album. I think it's outnumbered, but I just I fired on it's in the CD player, so I just put it on every now and again. And the other one mightn't be widely known, but he's going to be the next Dermot Kennedy, I think, is uh, Robert Grace, the great Namana. Uh, he's actually brilliant. I mean, his current song that's out at the moment is just deadly. So I think he, he's going to be a big a big star, and especially he's a Kilkenny man as well. So uh, they'd be my three artists at the moment. But um, yeah, I didn't do my homework now. I didn't do me homework. For fuck's sake, Tita. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's decent, Tita. Decent. Um, yeah, so just while uh, you've been waffling on there, I have uh, kind of just uh, thrown up the top three kind of bands on this too as well. So number three, you have The Score. Um, yeah, listen to them. Decent. Uh, number two, score. if you're in the mood, The Score, it's Anything, anything, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, don't get me to uh, don't get me to um, tell you what kind of music it is because I haven't a fucking clue. It's probably like a, a bit of like rock. Um, yeah, and then if you're looking for a bit of a, a cry or a depression session, you have Cordeline. Uh, you know, and throughout oh, tr- 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 the lockdown, because it's lockdown, you're you're a bit down anyway. Every now and again, you do need a good cry. Yeah, just let the emotions out, lads. Cordline. That's who you listen to. And uh, number one there, I've just, um, for me and for training, uh, one guy I listen to a lot is um, Zed Wolf. I think. Just sit there. Um, I think Wolf there is spelled W O L F E. Just give it a second, I'll uh, try him up here. No, Z is spelled Z A Y D E, and then Wolf is W O L F. But there's a little weird line you have through the O in Wolf. Just if you're looking it up, lads. Just if you're looking it up. Check them out. Check them out, yeah. Um, that, can, that music, his music just, just gets you there, Rob. That's, gets you that's going, my, uh, gets the blood flowing. Get your fucking going, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sherlock, lads, some great fucking uh, mentions there of uh, of the albums or whatever artists, but um, I think we left that there, and uh, we're actually, for once, I think we're on fucking track, lads. We're fucking flying <laughs> it, huh? So, holy um, shit. Holy shit. This is a scary episode, huh? Holy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna bet on to this uh, much anticipated uh, high ball, huh? <laughs> I hope. Let's go, baby. Let's fucking go. So, to put a bit of context on this, lads. Sorry, I wrongly accused TJ of throwing this up into the chat because I thought it was him. He turned up the message of all the topics, and I wrongly accused him of putting up a stupid topic. Um, but it wasn't TJ. I'm sorry, TJ. It's the only time I'm ever going to apologise to you. So soak it in. Uh, you're lucky this is recording. Um, but Robbie, fucking hell, man, huh? Talk you, you, What's your problem? Where do you get off, huh? Fucking hell. So today's highball is going to be Robbie's uh, stupid, uh, scary little fucking. I don't. I don't know what to call it. But this is what he said, lads. The NFL is 10 times better than Rugby Union. There, I said it. I said it. I'm not going to lie. I took it personally. I'm tired of pretending it's not better. So, Robbie. Yeah. What's going on, man? Why do you hate Rugby Union? Well, I wouldn't say I hate rugby. Don't hate it. All right. I'm about that. I'm just saying that NFL is amazing. It's out of this world. Just 
this this is probably gonna start off with a controversial point. So you're gonna take this like uh, personally, probably, but <laughs> <laughs> but like all those guys are like supreme athletes. Like if you were to take like the best rugby players and put them in a room with the best NFL guys, the NFL guys are just blowing them away. We're like jumping, speed, catching, all of those sort of things. Absolutely blow them away. So they're, I think they're, they're better athletes yeah. to start off. So. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Another thing is the, uh, the way that they kind of give the worst team the kind of the best pick in the draft, which is like I think a lot of other, other sports should do it because it means that there's a constantly like an ebb and flow with teams who's got the good players and you know so like the one of the, the sure, worst like, teams yeah. that's not a massive thing in rugby you know like in rugby you have like if you look at Leinster they have like most of their uh, new players are coming up from the academy it's the same with most of the other teams around the world like it's probably the the one league or the one place where you have all players going to is France and that's because they have a lot more money but like Given the better pick to like, I I understand in the NFL that's what makes it a more competitive league, but in rugby it's just how could you do that? Like, because the players, yeah, the players don't come up through college. They most of the players will come up through like an academy system, like a school system. So like you're just kind of maybe jumping ahead in the in the process a bit. So like you know you've got like schools rugby. And yeah. they're like feeder for the what do you call them? The things they put the kids into academies, academies. They're like feeders for the academy, so you could just have like a kind of just go an earlier step with these kind of guys when they're kind of before they're going into college or whatever. They're getting picked for their academy team, so you could have like say some of the best players going to like Connacht or whatever, and you know, or even. You could go kind of one step further if you wanted to go into like the Pro 14 and stuff. Maybe a bit complicated now. Just South African teams. You don't want to be selling your lets to South Africa or whatever. Uh, <laughs> when they're just 18 or whatever. Yeah, but, but uh, like, yeah. but like, that's what they do in America, isn't it? Like, they can, yeah, you that's can true. go whatever. So yeah, I think it's it's I think it's a really good kind of system. They got they kind of get the best players going to the weaker teams, and then that brings them up. So you had like the Cincinnati Bengals who were like one of the worst teams in the NFL and then they kind of got this guy uh, I think it's Joe Burrows and he's like one of the top passers in the league this year and it's only his first season like so and they're out there winning games and they're really competitive and stuff like that so you can take a team that's like going absolutely nowhere and like bring them on leaps and bounds by, by giving them really good players so and it's just like the action the highlights and there's like spectacular finishes to games and more so than in rugby like in rugby there's a lot of I know like NFL is very stop start, but you know there's a lot of like lads just running into each other in in rugby and scrums and uh, like resetting scrums and like it's not that exciting. Whereas kind of in in NFL they play for a few seconds, but then they reset and then they go again. How long is an NFL game going to last? A long time. Plus, they get loads. There's loads of tons of advertising. So, you know, it's more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. That's not the game. That's not the game itself. You're on about the things around the game. The game itself. Yeah, game itself is better. It's not. Fuck off. TJ, right, right. give me your point. TJ, TJ, no, no, no. TJ, we'll go to a real expert on this. What do you think, bud? Well, when it was put up first, or when I saw it first, I thought you meant the National Football League. And I was going to say it's nothing compared to the Championship anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'd have to side with Limo on this one. Um, it's just, I think, now I can't take anything away from American football. It's a great spectacle and everything, but I think it's too commercialized. I mean, if you were to take out, say, American soap operas or, say, the likes of Yokes Like Family Guy, Simpsons, and all of that, an awful lot of youngsters in Ireland wouldn't really, unless they were into NFL wouldn't have really heard of some of possibly the greatest professional athletes around that are in the NFL. Now, you compare that to Rugby Union. I mean, everyone heard of Dan Carter. Everyone heard of Brian O'Driscoll. 
And I mean, they heard of him for a reason because rugby is around the world, in other words. Um, now, maybe that's not an argument for or against. I, I just think, I think the commercialism of the NFL could take away from the greats. I mean, it could take away from the great sport. It could be to far more people than those that support it at the moment. Um, like, there's... I, I just can't see a comparison and I, I think I couldn't even argue the point on it because I grew up watching rugby and that's other than GEA soccer rugby would be the only other sport I know and love kind of so but does the whole commercial aspect kind of like does that not just kind of blow your points out of the water that like despite the fact that rugby is all around the world yeah. NFL players get paid massive amount of money because like Nike want to push, you know, their clothes on NFL athletes. They'll pay more to do that than they will to put it on to rugby players because there's not there's not as many people, there's not as much kind of money going into it because it's not as exciting of a sport. Well, is well, just to take up that art point, then would would the grassroots of American football get the kind of the how would you say the win back from that? If you take, say, the likes of the GA, what they take in, the income goes down to the grassroots. If you, say, take Liam's point, the Leinster, the income that Leinster generates, other than, say, salaries for players and officials and all of that, that will go down to the grassroots. They set up academies and all of that. And they set up, they have summer camps and all of that. Does that happen with the NFL? Like, does it just go, all the commercial revenue nearly go just to the top players? Where you have players getting uh, maybe five hundred million, in a sense, if you generate everything. Um, am I right or wrong? Is it is it too commercialized in that sense? But if you're taking the g- gameplay aspect of it, it it runs in quarters, but there could be timeouts within the quarters, so you might only get what five seven minutes of play, and then you're going to an advertise or going to say the the people in the studio and then going to an advertisement. Other than a spectacle, the commercialization of it, I I think there's no comparison in the amount of gameplay that's in rugby. I mean the the size of American football players is, is scary. But do they get into as much, say, physical action as rugby union players would? The likes of the scrums, rocks, the tackles and all of that. Do, I mean constantly berating for 40 minutes well I suppose like it's different in the sense that like you have like lads like literally launching themselves at each other you know so there's a a bit more of a kind of wear and tear factor so like in rugby like you know you can't do like your spear tackle and you have to like put someone down on the ground like you can't just drop someone on the ground whereas in NFL like you can literally like launch yourself like a missile at someone like I, I put up in the group with the the Cowboys quarterback getting knocked out, like, <laughs> like he was kind of going down and a guy like literally launched himself like a missile at someone. So in terms of the contact, it's a little bit kind of different. So like there's probably more constant contact in rugby, whereas in NFL, it's more, uh, it's stop start, but the, the impacts can be, you know, quite big. But I mean, the, I, I don't want to drag on because Lehman, but the argument I have against that is, they have a helmet. They have they have shoulder pads. I mean, I, I'm not taken away from, yeah, there can be terrible incidents in it. I mean, but that can happen in really any sport in a sense. But I mean, the, you, you couldn't really compare the NFL to rugby in the sense that they actually have protection there to prevent the worst case of injuries happening. And please God, they don't happen. But I mean, in rugby, if they if a player gets a bad tackle, there's no protection at all. Absolutely no protection. It's body on body. And so you're looking for more of like blood. You want to see more people getting hurt. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to have oh definitely armor on guys. So you want more of it to be more of a blood sport. Is that what you're, that what you're saying, Teach? I'm on about the Hunger Games. What I'm on about is you can say yeah, they're hard hits in NFL, but they're kind of prepared for it. 
the reason why you, the likes of the spear tackle and all of that in rugby is it's completely dangerous. There's absolutely no protection. And I mean, the best thing ever was the the rugby rugby officials came down so hard on the likes of the spear tackle. And I I I mean the hits in the game. It's constant. It's actually constant for eighty minutes, except for half time in a sense. Unless you're back. Am I right, Liam? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're dead right. But do you know what I don't like about uh, NFL? Uh, no, I know it's like made the game a lot kind of faster and smoother for teams. But everything is out of a playbook. You know, there's there's no playbook in front of you. It's like. If I'm trained, like, I haven't a fucking clue about whatever positions are, but, like, if I'm trained as receiver, so, like, the ball is being passed to me, I'm trained for one thing, and that's get away from my defender and catch that fucking ball. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, or if I'm that defender, they're not even trained to watch the ball. It's watch the attacker. So, like, when, as soon as he catches that ball, you bring him down. Like, it's very rare that you see an interception and when you do in like in NFL, it's an absolute fucking mind fuck, and it's the best. Are thing you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Yeah, you know, you know, like it's because it's off the cuff. It's it's not it's not what was in the playbook, and it's not what was meant to happen. So, like when stuff like that happens, yeah, it's an it's brilliant. But I think in rugby, there's a lot more um, play what's in front of you, and uh, like if you. Is there not a lot of set pieces in rugby though? Like scrums, lineouts, and like there is, there is, yeah. But like, and literally every time there's like a breakdown, there's like a, a rook. You know, that's like almost like a reset of the, the play. You know, not really. Not what how like not what how fast teams are playing nowadays. Like, of course, like if you played it ten years ago, yeah, like it, it was considered a reset because you didn't have uh, like kind of a time cap of whatever, like the ball could stay in that rook as long as you fucking wanted. But now the ball only has three seconds in the rook and it has to be moved. So you have three seconds to set the next play and go. You know, so there's a lot more like play what I don't do. Like, like you have a game plan in head. Like you know what you want to do. But if you have to go away from that, there's freedom to do it and do your thing. Yeah, well, like they, they have that in NFL as well. Like, there's like if you're if you're set up to do to play a certain way or for a certain uh, play, and you're going to do a certain thing, and then the other guy is kind of counter that, well, then you have to kind of play. You have to play what's in front in front of you. Then, like you know, so you know, yeah, there's not that much of it though. There's not there's not as much of it. Like they they all know is like if I can't do this, like if I can't do Plan A, I have Plan B. You know, like I think. NFL has gone way too much of by the book because every play you have a call. Every single play you have a call. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like I, anyone can go out and learn a play? Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you have enough fucking time, if it's your fucking job, you can go out and learn enough fucking <laughs> But when problems. you've got like, well, say if you're the quarterback and you got like the 300 pound monster, like who's going to take your fucking head off, like. You know, it does add a lot of pressure to him. Yeah, it does, yeah. But, like, the quarterback is the one guy that can kind of go off a bit. Like, he can change around. He can do what he wants. But, like, ultimately, he, sh- like, knows, like, I should have got that pass off, you know, kind of thing. I, can I put, I can I put one kind of final point to you? Yeah. That if there was no NFL, right, and yeah. all those NFL players were – free to play rugby and they're all trained up to play rugby yeah USA be world champions 100% I would be but like at the same time if there was no GAA and you had all low sports stars playing Ireland be the best team in the world because the people playing GAA are absolute fucking animals let's be honest they're working full they're working um, you know full time jobs and then they're going out and playing a full time sport Yo, like if they had Heroes. a chance to play a professional sport, they'd be fucking monsters. Let's be honest, that it's kind of like it's down to New Zealand. Rugby is their first sport. They don't have another sport that they're hundred percent up there. So rugby is their first sport. If Ireland was like that as well, Ireland would be unreal. Or if England, sure, if there wasn't football, England would be unreal. That kind of thing, you know. So if you look at it that way, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Take a point. I'll take a point. 
Think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think NFL's way better. You can watch like the highlights of uh, NFL games like all day, whereas rugby, yeah, it's probably not as many kind of highlights. It's more of like it kind of constantly kind of going, but there's probably not as many like, especially maybe I've just been watching Ireland for too long. I don't know. Yeah, it's not as many yeah. like line breaks and shit like that and offloads and stuff. So. Sit down and watch uh, Connacht on a good day, and they are fucking they're brilliant. Like when they click, their their game plan is amazing. We'll do that. If it wasn't if it wasn't from Leinster, I'd be a full on Connacht man. And I actually, I'd say I have more Connacht gear here than, than Leinster in my in my gaff. So, have you had any offers from uh, Gory Rugby? Gory, no, 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 yeah, I don't oh. think they've uh, I don't think they've, <laughs> they've listened to the. To the they haven't taken the offer up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no fucking harm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, would go. Yeah, you would go for the right price. <laughs> A hundred G's. <laughs> hundred G's, baby. <laughs> and as well, just another another thing is like the NFL guys way more personality. They're having like having the absolute banter and having the crack and all the sort of stuff with rugby players like Jonathan Sexton, brilliant player. But uh personality wise, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't yeah. I think that, yeah, they they definitely have that freedom over there to have it like it's it's a better culture over there do a little dance in the end zone yeah like it I suppose it's just not a part of the culture of rugby to celebrate like well the one argument I would put in favour of what Robbie was saying is ah, I've turned him over Liam I've turned him over look it's time to sign off the episode <laughs> <laughs> if you were to say take rugby 20-30 year ago there are very few people you could say from working class areas. It was kind of seen as, say, especially Leinster, you could kind of see, see it as kind of private schools. And after drifting away, if you compare that to the NFL, I mean, I'd agree with Robbie in a sense, they're different personalities in a sense, because the opportunities there for people that maybe had not in all their life were good at their sport and progress up and now are top NFL stars that would be but I mean it'd be one thing you could say but rugby's after drifting away one thing you were saying there about GA I think GA has a big impact into the Irish setup at the moment is that you have an awful lot of former players that play GA and the, I mean the hand-to-eye coordination is phenomenal at the moment but um, I still still with Liam on this one, but it was just ah, fuck you, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's on shaky ground, though. I can turn it back. <laughs> TJ, NFL is the sport of the common man, whereas rugby is an elite sport for you know elite schools and you know people with opportunities. You know, not so. anymore. 20 30 years ago, you could say, Yeah, I mean. It was the thing, and it was you could have years ago it would have been seen as the sport of the rich man in a sense, but that those days are gone. I mean, I, I think the one thing in Ireland to say that was and Liam could shoot me for saying it was the likes of Munster in a sense because it was it, like the comparison, even though I'm a, a Leinster supporter, but I mean, Munster would have been seen kind of more as a working class team where Leinster would have been seen as the, the private school team. Now, that, that's completely gone now. But, um, yeah, I mean, the NFL, I mean, it's like what they say, if you can make it in, about New York, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's kind of that way in the sport, in NFL. If, if you're good enough, there are opportunities there for you. Um, but... I still go back rugby. Yeah, I'd have rugby any day. Giop. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, lads, I think uh, I think this uh, question is still pretty open. So, like, if we try to whoever is listening or all those guys out in Oman to, uh, to, uh, to get Throwing back to... Throwing up on the in, Insta stories. Insta stories straight away. Let's go. Straight away, straight away. Insta poll. Um, yeah, even if we get... Uh, what I'll do, boys, is I'll actually I'll get on to Mark, see if he'll uh, poke his head up out of Belgium there, and uh, see if he'll jump back on and uh, swear to swear to vote our way 
Well, he's well, a NFL man, so 100%. Did you accept uh, that offer from Moleman Rugby Football Club after me? That boy, huh? Did you not get the email I sent with the offer for you? No, didn't get any fucking email. What email was this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you send it to? <laughs> dreamy, dreamy at gmail.com. <laughs> I tell you what, that's going to be my new email. <laughs> right, boys, before uh, before we fall asleep here and before we bore anyone anymore, uh, I suppose we'll uh, sign her off. Sound for listening. Sound for uh, joining me on again, boys. Uh, yeah, that's about cool. it. Cool, cool, Good cool. Luck. Have a Good happy luck. Halloween. Happy Halloween, boys. Good luck. See you. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you for listening to the Two Hands in a Horror podcast.